Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to this week's Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Dominique Gates. Joining me is Jason Frakes. Jason, coming off another Friday night, we were able to cover some games, but for us, what we're going to talk about, and basically we're going to get right into this show and we'll kick it off, which is, what is this, five? Five. Is it episode five, two of the show? Yeah. So it's flying by, it's honestly. It's like 30, then. Yeah, I know. It, it really does sometimes, but we're making it work, and we thank you all that do take the time to listen. and uh, Tell your friends. Get us get us some more listeners. I know it. I know. Like, I, I went to Twitter. I said, ask some questions. No one sent anything. So Man. it's all right, because when this blows up and those people start y'all asking lazy. questions, we ain't going to listen y'all to y'all. lazy. <laughs> Send us some questions. Come on. Help us out. That's true. Give us something to talk about, you know, where... One or two, one or two of us in this room are experts, so <laughs> we'll let you guess which one that is. <laughs> so, well, no, let, let's dive right into this. Actually, the records after these football picks we made proves who is not the expert <laughs> here. It's just bad. We can read it at the end of the show because yeah. I don't want to be mad the entire Save show. The best for last. <laughs> That's right, and I won't be able to get through this show. But no, let's talk about Friday night. This past Friday, Central Belfry. I mean, yeah, good win for Central, 37-6. They proved that they are a good team once again. And obviously, Belfry is down. But yeah. what was the the whole thing for me was just the naming of the stadium and the athletic complex after Ty Scroggins. Able to see the family, former players, former principals, yeah. ADs, yeah. fiance, just his parents. That was I think that was the first time they talked uh, since uh, Ty passed away. And it was just a just special, and a lot of emotions for a lot of people, and it was something that was great to be a part of for yeah. me as well. Because just being not only you can say a guy from the state of Kentucky, but being a young black guy, you know, as well, being able to witness not only Ty Scroggins, but then Marvin Dantzler, two black coaches yeah. that won state championships here, and then you add in, in my opinion, the goat. In, in Philip Haywood, you know, yeah. at Belfry. Yeah. For me, the way I was comparing him to some people, Bob Beatty is like Bill Russell. He's got the rings. Haywood, for me, Coach Haywood, is Michael Jordan. So, obviously, he's got the wins. He's got the state titles. And luckily, I was in Bowling Green working at the time, so I was able to still watch those just state championships that they had. And so it was just being able to take in that entire moment with family, friends, and and coaches, and so much. It just made for a great night, and I was just excited to be a part of it. And I ask you, you know, for you, Jason, what was it like for you to be able to be there? Because obviously, you covered Ty his run, and uh, you you were able to know him well over the years. You know, what was it like for you to be able to be there? Yeah, it was cool to be there. You know, just seeing a lot of the former players mm-hmm. show up, uh, some who's you know 
after doing this for 15 years, you, you recognize the, the, the faces. You don't always remember the names. Yeah. Uh, a lot of high school kids over these last few years. But, uh, you know, Ace Wales was there. He's obviously a name and a face uh, that, that most people who followed high school football in this state know with what he did at Central and, you know, seeing him and, you know, two former ADs at Central who have gone on uh, to, to to other things, Marlon Miller and uh, Ryan Bringhurst and, you know, kind of catching up with those guys and, and just seeing a bunch of, you know, assistant coaches that maybe you didn't even really get to know their names over the year, but just familiar faces, guys you – you saw in the locker rooms after games or during the week. Uh, so, yeah, it was a special night uh, seeing all those guys. You know, and, and you know the the word we kind of kept hearing a lot was you know bittersweet. It was it was fun for them to be there, but obviously yeah. not for the purpose. You know, for you know Ty passing away, and I know it's uh, I think it's been uh, I think it's been six or seven months now uh, since he passed away, and. You know, it still doesn't totally seem real. I know we all miss him, and uh, but uh, you know, it was it was a great night. It was a great celebration. They had all five of the state tra- championship trophies there, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, they they all had T-shirts and stuff made, so it was a great night. And uh, you know, I th- I think for maybe some of the the current central players who didn't maybe didn't even know Ty, given that he hadn't been there in the last four or five years, he was an assistant coach at DeSales. Uh, I think for those kids it was good too to sort of see how special he was, and you know if they didn't already know the legacy he left there, uh, they they know it now. Absolutely, and it was like one of those games where, quite frankly, Belfry didn't stand a chance. No, you know what I mean on Ty Scroggins. It's kind of like similar, to like obviously Jason, we know this, like that Army Western Kentucky game on <laughs> on nine eleven. Even though you know Western played well, it's just like. Yeah. You're not beating Army on this night, so yeah. that was you know that's just what it was. So same thing, Belfry knew it, but it, it was again, yeah, it was just good to just take in that experience and just getting chills, just being there and witnessing it and hearing the speeches and so much more. So it, it was great. And uh, before we move along, let's kind of take a minute and let's listen to, to some reactions from people that we talked to on that Friday night, and and that's really what we're gonna just take a few minutes and listen to. Well, to me, it's just an honor to know that my son was loved and that this is just a testament as to how he carried himself with people, how he loved them and how he was friends to everyone. And it's it's just breathtaking to me. You don't just go 5-0 and at one point, win five and six years, and, you know, and not only that, but... No, no African American had even done it before, and you you did it five times in six years. You know that that has that says a lot, and it needs to be, you know, that that legacy needs to be told. He's the kind of guy that that needs to be around kids because he's a great motivator, great human being, and I had the utmost respect for him. One of my favorite people. Jason, we got some games coming up on Friday. We got some pretty big ones too. I I think this is probably the first week in a while that it's like multiple games that are like, hey, top games, games in this area that are looking forward, and interesting games, and I'm still trying to figure out what to make of them in a way, but uh, let's just kind of break them all down. We'll have some analysis some picks and so much more along the way, and I guess we can start with Fern Creek at Central. Actually, let's start with Trinity and Mel. Yeah. Let's yeah, do that that's instead. The that, that's the game right Scale there. That is the game of the week, and obviously everyone knows it's a rematch of the past two uh, state final games and games that were interesting ones at Kroger Field, to say the least, and obviously Trinity won those two matchups. But 
obviously Mel is the heavy favorite yeah. going into this game and Trinity. The one thing though, even though yeah, they're 0 and 4, which if people are panicking, don't because it's like not like Trinity hasn't been 0 and 4 before, but also yeah. the schedule is brutal. You can slowly see them getting just a little bit better, especially some improvements. Like I said, there's still so much more to work on. They're still young, but at least they're slowly taking some steps in the right yeah. direction. Um, they got bigger steps to take for sure. I mean, yeah. they're not beating Mel. Right. I, I'm just going to go on record with that. Obviously, that's going to be my pick later. But Mel, I mean, after the St. X game, there were some rocky moments for them as well. Offense didn't look as crisp and – uh, defense gave up, had some you know missed assignments, but it's still going to be an opportunity for Mel to kind of prove that like not last week, but two weeks ago against St. X, it was just a rare off night, but still got the win. They got to take care of business against Trinity. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, they had that week off last week. Yeah. And, you know, what what was the focus? What what were they trying to get better at? Um, what, what kind of wrinkles have they added maybe uh, to the offense? Although it's hard to imagine them being a whole lot better than they've been, you know, the first three games, averaging nearly 43 points a game and, and Daniel Sweeney uh, running wild back there. I, I think for Mayo, what I'd like to see them, I, I think they're the two times I've seen them, th- their defense has had some lapses. Yeah, uh, Their defense had some lapses against Ballard. Um, in that second quarter, and it, granted they they beat the heck out of Ballard, and you know it was never close. But their defense sort of had some lapses there. Their defense had some lapses in the second half against St. X, absolutely as well. So, um, you know, we're really sort of splitting hairs to try to find, I guess, anything negative yeah. to say about Mayo, and I and, and I, I don't want to be too negative there, but th- that would be the one thing that I would think, okay, Chris Wolf. You know, this is where we maybe need to get a little better, and I'm sure he sees other things that we don't even see that they're working on. But uh, just sort of as a whole, we'll see how their defense is. You know, Trinity. You know, they're 0 four. They've only played three games. One of those four losses was a COVID cancellation, so right. kind of throw that one out. But it does go on their record. Um, you know, we say we're get they're getting better. I haven't seen them since their their first game against Carmel. Um, it does seem like their offense is is playing pretty well, although I, I think Armand Tucker got hurt in the first half of their game um, uh, Friday night against LaSalle. So, you know, we'll see if he's back for the mail game. Um, at least statistically, it's hard to say that their defense is getting better. Granted, they're getting experience, but, um, you know, they still give up 48 points to, to LaSalle on, yeah. on Friday night. So, you know they're getting experience against some really really good teams. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure Mayo is any sort of drop off from what they've already seen. Mayo might be the best team they've seen. So, yeah. um, you know they're, they're Trinity's playing a lot of underclassmen in that defense, and uh, you know at, at some point you, you got to wonder how, how big of a different difference is, is experience going to make. I mean. Maybe the talent's just not there to compete with these really good teams, and you know maybe in two years they're going to be really good, but um, you know we'll see. So at least four quarters of football, they're not yeah, there yet. Yeah, that's the main exactly. Thing. I, you know I think that's one thing Jacob has talked about. You know, being more consistent and, and putting together a, a full four quarters, and you know win or lose on Friday night, I, I would imagine that that's maybe maybe the goal is play tough for four quarters, and if they do that, you know. 
crazier things have happened. But um, yeah, Tr- Trinity is definitely the the pick and the team to beat. This. Or I'm sorry, Mayo. I was like, you're going upset. <laughs> Mayo is definitely the pick and the team to beat. I was about to say you were gloating about your record earlier. I was like, you're going to get a, <laughs> you might get one a blemish on that record if you pick Trinity. So yeah, Mayo is the pick. We're going <laughs> unanimous for Mayo here. No questions about that. And yeah, there will be you know plenty of coverage from that. Now, I want to talk Fern Creek and Central. This is an interesting, yeah. very, very interesting game for me. It's very tough, and I'm going back and forth on it, but I am going to stick behind what I did just like I did last week with <laughs> Christian Academy and Lexington Christian, even though I might have, like, yeah, this is probably wrong, but I'm going to stand strong. You look at Fern Creek, lose to Odom County. They bounce back against Butler, but it wasn't a pretty game. And Butler, I mean, they're going through a coaching change, a lot of new faces and things like that, so – Quite frankly, Butler, they're not bad, but they're not – like you're supposed to win a little bit more comfortably, especially if you're Fern Creek. Central, yes, you know, they lost two games, but they blew out Butler on that Thursday night game that we didn't know about. <laughs> and then they blow out Belfry. So Central's in a rhythm right now. And then plus you throw in that running back trio they got, yeah. freshmen that are emerging. And, you know, it's just like it's not all about Malachi Williams. It is a lot of good pieces. They still need to improve the pass game because a good team is going to stop the run. Um, so that's going to be that little wrinkle like Vernon Duncan and those guys are going to have to really connect and get that passing game going. But I'll go ahead and say I'm going with Central just because of the confidence right now and the defense is playing really well. And, again, I haven't seen Fern Creek play yet, but for some reason I guess it's not there just yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think if you look at each team's last two games, you can draw a, a pretty big difference in their performance. Yeah. Does that mean Fern Creek can't win Friday? No. No. They, no. they, they definitely have a shot. But that that loss to Oldham County, not just the loss, but how much they lost by was pretty shocking to me. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, you know, a 2010, to win over, 2010 win over Butler – that's not a standout score by any means, given, like you said, what what Butler is sort of um, you know going through over there with new coaches. Um, I will say this: I, I, I think the I think Fern Creek's defense is probably going to be better than anything Central's seen the last couple of weeks. That's true. Um, you know, with, with Belfry and and um, and Butler, so I, I, I think you know I, I don't think we're going to see Central put up thirty seven points on Fern Creek. If they do, I'll be shocked. So. I think this is sort of like a a twenty to fourteen, a, a fourteen to thirteen, yeah. you know, something like that. A real grinded out possession, you know, eight clock. You know, they're they're both pretty slum similar there. And, and like you said, Central, you know, Cortez Stone was impressive uh, against Belfry. There, and he's not the only freshman they got. They're playing five or six freshmen, so yeah, um, you know, the future's bright there. So yeah, you know, this is probably a coin top coin toss, coin flip kind of game, but uh, just given the way they, they've played the last couple of weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll take Central on a close one. Yeah, and the one last point for me, the, why I will comfortably, not comfortably, but still go with Central, because, yeah, you know, Fern Creek, you just mentioned that defense is good, but one thing that does help is that they played St. X, who has obviously a really good defense, and Manuel, who has, you know, one of the better players on the other side really of the field. Too. Yeah, and a really good defense, so... That is why, I, yeah, I agree. I will stick with Central in this one. But, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, just one of them 
similar to the manual central game was a two-point game 14 to 12 so i could definitely see something like that happening speaking of manual this is by far the best team they'll play to this point and you know, we can get very critical of scheduling, but that Why is... Why the hell is Manuel playing Valley? <laughs> I I'm not. just going to throw it out there. Do it. You want to keep it going? <laughs> 61 to nothing? Yeah. I mean, what did they get out of that game? And I know it's hard for some of these teams to schedule, but you got to do better. Yeah. I'm sorry. No question. <laughs> At least they're going to do it on Friday night yes. when you got Cincinnati, yes. LaSalle. So yes. that is a team, like I said, you know, they're 3-1, and one. obviously people in this area have been able to see them because of playing Trinity. and. Yep. And like I said, Manuel, again, no no disrespect to Valley and teams that's in this area, but they're really playing the who's who of who's that. <laughs> you know, it's just like, who are you playing? Like, beef up the schedule. And I get it, maybe last year a team like Floyd Central would have been a good game. Because, and North Harden last and North year would have been a really good game Yeah, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt there, but still. Like, come on now. Yeah. Anyways, we got this game on Friday night. It'll, again, Best team that they played to this point. And for me, I'm going LaSalle. Not comfortably, for sure, but I think that they'll, they'll, they'll definitely take care of business, especially because the manual game I did see against Central, very shaky. Yeah. So I'm going with that team over in Cincinnati. I feel like they're just going to, I guess, complete the sweep in Louisville. So. Yeah. Yeah. Against Louisville teams. So, what are your feelings? On yeah, it? I I agree. I think LaSalle's the team to beat in this one. You know, they they were nationally ranked. You know, after their two and zero start, and then they ran up against IMG Academy and got destroyed. Which yeah. IMG Academy is going to do that to pretty much everyone. Yep. So, uh, not a surprise there. Um, you know, they put up forty eight on Trinity. Uh, Manuel's defense is better than Trinity, so you know we'll, we'll see. I, I'd be shocked if LaSalle puts up forty eight on Manuel, but. Um, yeah, you just wonder how 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 prepared is Manuel for a, an opponent like this, given you know who they've been playing. Um, you know they have some talent. Um, you know it seems like Jawan Northern's sort of been in and out this year as far as injuries and stuff like that. So you don't really know um, how healthy he is going into this game. Uh, Darian Wilson, you know, has come in and done a really good job for them at quarterback. You know, yeah. he's he's a name we've been talking about forever. It seems he got some time as a freshman. He's now a senior. Uh, not only he's throwing the ball where, well, he's their leading rusher. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he's doing it on, you know, with his arm and his legs. And that defense is always good. Scott Carmony uh, is always going to have a good defense. Yeah. Manuel. They're only giving up 6.5 points a game, uh, 17.5 rushing yards per game. But, um, you know, they haven't seen anything like what they're going to see uh, Friday night. And they're going on the road. So yeah. uh, I, I think that's another uh, – you know, sort of strike against them, if you will. So, you know, I, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good game, a game worth watching. But, uh, you know, I think LaSalle is, is the, is the team to beat in that one. Yeah, no question about that. Now let's <clears> move <throat> along. This is a, a game that I'm really yeah. interested to watch. That's Odom County at South Odom. Obviously, Odom County, you know, the COVID game, so they're four and zero. But still, the three games they have played on the field. They have been the team where you you just have to tip the cap for what you know Tayshawn McBroom and what that group is doing, and like he knew he had some experience. And we talked over the summer. He's like, you know, I really like Sam Young and how he leads. And he was telling me about like we got some young guys, some receivers who like he mentioned a Justin uh, Ruffin. Like these are some guys that are going to really be explosive, and he's proved the case. Like yeah. it's been very very accurate. You look at South Odom. I admittedly thought they were going to be a little bit better to this point. I mean, they are 2-2, two and, two and they took care of business against North Oldham, and obviously North Oldham is just not 
as good right now. But I just for me, I just I thought South Oldham after struggles of last year, a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, so they kind of haven't fully reached that level of potential. But also, it's when you're gauging what South Oldham normally does. They're usually ten and zero heading into playoffs, yeah. you know. And and Jamie Reed, you know, he's by far one of the best coaches in this area, and has always done a terrific job there. Uh, so obviously, there's still a little, you know, some bumps and bruises right now. But what's cool about this game and I read your story like South Odom has won 10 straight meetings in this series it's been since 2010 since Odom County has won so I am saying the streak ends I got Odom County winning this game and I think there's going to be some celebrations out there for uh, McBroom and his uh, group so I think that's going to be a fun one for sure this is a huge game for Odom County yeah for, for the reason you mentioned imagine you know they've had some good teams here recently but if you're in that county, you know North Oldham, out of those three, is just historically going to be the third best team, and and South Oldham has ruled that county for yeah. the last decade, and Oldham County has tried to get, get over that hump, and you know uh, Michael Fox did a great job there as the head coach before heading over to Trinity. Now, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned you know picking Oldham County. I think maybe twice in the last five years I've picked Oldham County to win this game because I thought it was finally time for them to get over that hump against South Oldham and you know I've gone back and forth on it too and you know South Oldham their their scores this year haven't been that impressive um you know they they won the games they were supposed to win but it it just feels like I said I've I've, I've said this a couple (laughs) times the last five years it just feels like it's finally time for Oldham County to get this monkey off its back. And, you know, Sam Young has been very good. And if if not this year, when is Oldham County ever going to beat them? <laughs> no. You know? Um, no. So I'm sure Jamie Reed will love this. He'll have this posted in that South <laughs> Oldham locker room everywhere. Yeah. He'll be on Facebook. He'll be on Twitter. He'll be using this to hype up his team. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm going to take Oldham County. Yeah, it'll be fun. But I'm ha- sure I'll get burned again. Hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I've already had coaches texting me so far about my picks, so keep bringing them. And again, hey, chime in, <laughs> jump in on this podcast. Let's let's talk. Let's go through it. So that, that's great. Finally, we got Cincinnati Elder at St. X. So, I mean, for me, it's interesting. St. X. Did they lose the game against Mel? Yes. Did they two weeks ago? But could if, if there's a such thing as coming out of there with just as much confidence as a win, I just feel like that's what St. X has because they prove like they are one of the best teams in the state and they can compete with these top-level teams. Having that week off with some guys that have been a little banged up, I know obviously you already had reported that they still might not have those starters that they're missing on defense back. But regardless, you were able to, as reserves, play male. It doesn't get much better than that when you have an experienced offensive line. You have D1 receivers and a quarterback who has some experience as, you know, a two-year starter. So I just feel like that was just like a huge, huge game and a great showing from St. X. And now you're going to, again, host a team from Cincinnati. Not the level of talent compared to some of these Cincinnati teams that have been coming playing Trinity, like we mentioned LaSalle and, and things of that nature. So I just think St. X is going to take care of business. I think that they found some wrinkles. I think, you know, Jack Savory is 
starting to figure things out a little bit. I think that when Makai Smith wants to, he can be the best player on the field. And and you talked about Michael Duddy, you know, so they got some weapons and some pieces there. And um, it's not a finished product by no means, but I think it's slowly coming together. And I think that they will move to three and one uh, after taking on Elder. It's always tough picking these games when you have these out of state teams coming in because they're you, know, you don't they're, know. They're, yeah. I mean, we you can get on the internet and try to find you know how many Division One prospects they have and, and things like that. Um, I do know Elder lost Saturday to Lakewood St. Edward, who I think may be one of the top two or three teams in all of Ohio this year. So um, that's not a bad loss by any means. And, and I was just looking it up because I wanted to see. I, I think the one score that might mean more to people in Kentucky is Elder opened their season with a 28-6 to win over Covington Catholic. Yeah. Okay, so they beat Covington Catholic by three touchdowns. How good is Covington Catholic this year? We, we've said maybe they're not as good as they've been in recent years. I'm not really sure that that's true. We're going to find out. I think you know they play Highlands in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see if Covington Catholic is actually down or not. So Elder has a three-touchdown win over Covenant Catholic. And so I think would St. X beat Covenant Catholic by three touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. And it, it's dangerous kind of getting into comparing scores and things like that. But I, when I made my pick on this, I thought, okay, Elder's pretty good. If St. X was at its best, I think we'd, I'd, I think we'd still be questioning, are they going to beat Elder yeah. in my mind? Yes, they played male tough. You know, did Mayo pump the brakes a little in the second half? We don't really know. We'll never know. And St. X took advantage and played very well in the second half. But until St. X is full strength, I have a hard time believing that they can beat these really, really good teams on their schedule. So um, they're going to have to prove it to me um, against teams like this. And so that's why I'm going to take Elder in a close one. I I think – if St. X was full strength and had everybody on that defense, I think I'd probably be picking St. X. But um, I, I think they just have too many question marks right now to to pick them to win a game like this. And and they may win forty two to seven on Friday. So, yeah. um, like I said, it's it's tough to pick those games with with teams coming in from out of town. But um, I'll, I'll take Elder in a close one. Well, the one good thing is if they do win St. X, Coach Kevin Wallace is calling you and not me. So <laughs> I'll take that. So he, he, you heard it here first. I picked St. X to win. But, yeah, again, but as we wrap up this show, obviously those are the five biggest games. But, again, we have a full list of games. We're going to be making picks. Still have to give a tip of the cap to Eastern, 3-1 and one right now. They play Wagner. Eastern has been another team that's really just been impressive for me. So yeah. I, I like to tip the cap to them. and. Kentucky Country Day, still undefeated. They'll play Thomas Nelson. Really looking forward to KCD when they get deep into some of that. Not so much the district play because it's still not as strong, but really when playoffs hit, I I want to see KCD. And you can tell Matt Jones, I was like, we're going to get out there. We're going to see a game. We're going to see what you guys are made of and see those new lights as well. So uh, there's still a lot of games. And uh, before we wrap it up, though, anything else you want to say? Yeah, I mean, there's probably another game kind of worth talking about on the schedule. Maybe not impressive records, but, you know, Bullet Central and Bullet East. Bullet Central's 2-2, Bullet East is 2-1. They both have wins over North Bullet, so this will decide the Bullet Cup. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's always a big thing there in the county. 
Uh, Boldy's just a hair away from improving to 3-0 and on Friday, but uh, lost in the final seconds to uh, Graves County, a really good Class 5A team out of the western part of the state. So uh, th- this will be a big game there in the county, um, uh, one I-, I know they're all looking forward to there. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere, too. Yes. And yeah. I remember when I went to North Bullet last year, like, packed crowd and – uh, great atmosphere, great environment. Yeah. So yeah, I know people. Will I love those to that. county sort of championships. Those oh, those yeah. always bring out the fans. Those really do. So I know people will enjoy that. And again, we're going to enjoy all kinds of games uh, coming up this Friday. So as always, follow along with us for the coverage and follow along with us on social media. And uh, you can stream this podcast on all social media platforms. So be sure you're subscribing and following along and. Again, if you have questions, reach out to us. You know at Kentucky Highs at Real D Yates. We will answer them. You might not like the answer, but we will (laughs) answer them. So that's going to do it for this week's Prep Rally Podcast. We really appreciate it as always, and we will see you next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.